If you want more from Dee and her sister and partner in crime, Rhonda, check out Switchblade Sisters Social Club, a true crime podcast where two sisters exploit their worst fears for your entertainment. You're welcome. Welcome to We Knew the Moon. My name's Tracy and I'm here with Dee. Hi everyone. And today we're going to be doing our episode based around the moon and relationships. Really excited to go back to the moon, Dee. For those of you that haven't listened to our season one already, we did a whole series on the moon and its eight phases and how they affect us and all their different energies and hints and tips and advice on what to do on all the phases of the moon. We do love the moon. It's how this whole thing started. Check it out if you haven't already heard our season one. We talked about all the different phases. It has eight phases and how all of these different phases trigger the different energies and emotions within us. So we have the new moon, which is for fresh starts. We have the full moon, which is for reflection. We have periods of first quarter, which is obstacles or last quarter, which is release. Do you remember these days? Mm hmm. So if you think about how the moon influences us in a really emotional way and how it has these emotional triggers throughout its phases, probably not a surprise that it affects our relationships. What do you Um, reckon? Yeah. And what I really liked, what I really liked that we did was um, not to toot our own horn, but um, it was really fun doing the research for those episodes because we we went into a bit of detail about the, what I call the in-betweeny phases of the moon. For those of you that this seems a little bit foreign or vague, like have a listen to our season one and we go into a lot more detail. But I just Mm. wanted to recap on these phases of the moon so we can understand why the moon does affect our relationships and our emotions so deeply. We also talked about the moon having a feminine energy. Sun is masculine, moon is feminine. Do you remember what the feminine energy, how would you describe it, Dee? I always struggle to describe it. Mystical and magical and emotional Emotional. and, you know, more what lies beneath rather than what's outwardly visible. Yeah, I think that sums up the moon, which is why we feel quite emotional on full moons and they affect us quite deeply. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Have we checked? There's not a full moon at the moment, is there? No. (laughs) Um, So I struggle to describe feminine energy because it is that emotional feeling that is very hard to sort of describe to others. But it's the energy that governs our subconscious. It's the opposite to the sun. If you think how you react in an emergency situation or an argument without your ego or your brain thinking, that is your emotional response to something. So it's something that you react upon without thought or consciousness. And that is exactly the moon's governing. So that's the moon's energy. So given that it has these phases, which are our emotional triggers, and it's such a strong influencer of our subconscious reactions, I'm really not surprised it has such an influence on relationships, family, friends, love, all that jazz. And I'm going to talk today a little bit about signs and phases of the moon to look out for, how you can harness this moon's energy to improve relationships, um, understand relationships, end relationships, I hate to say. (laughs) And also when the moon enters certain zodiac signs as well, I'm going to talk about how to harness that energy and when to look out for the moon being in a certain zodiac sign and what that means for love. So lots to tell you, Dee. 
just to go through some points to put in your diary for phases of relationships and when you should be manifesting new ones or ending them. New moon is the trigger for change. So we talk about new moon being the start of the cycle. We talk about it being the to-do list time where you make all of the things that you want to manifest and achieve. And that goes the same for relationships as well. So every new moon, have a little think about where your relationships are at, whether it be family, friends, like I say, love, and have a little think about where you're going with them. And it's the time to trigger change if required. So maybe it's the time to go for that new relationship and figure out how you're going to achieve it. Maybe it's the time that you're thinking, I need to end a relationship. How are you going to achieve that? It's the start of new beginnings. So have a look when the next new moon is. And I've noted here, it's a trigger for change. After new moon, we go to the waxing phase where the moon increases in energy. And this is the time to just strive forward and achieve and do what you want in the relationship. So new moon's the planning of this is what I want. And the waxing phase is to go forward and get that Mandy, get that new best friend. I um, like that. I like the idea of doing what you want in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, just striving forward to achieve your goals in all of your relationships. Getting the new man's probably a bit of an extreme one, but why not just go for it? The moon's energy is growing, so your energy is growing too. You're going to feel like you've got the power to do what you want. So go for it when it's a waxing moon. Go on those dates. Go to social events. If you're in a relationship, go out together, maybe have the chat about what where you're going. It's the time to, yeah, achieve in your relationships and move forward. Tracy, can I tell you a story that I just remembered? Do you remember how we met in your shop? And I think I'd been in a couple of times and everything. And then, but then I went in one time and we had a nice long chat and it was lovely. And I think we were talking about crystals and and I got you the book from the works the works is so good for books isn't it you need books on crystals essential oils it's amazing really good oh yeah we have a works in in twickenham and for ages i thought it was just a a kid's toy shop so i didn't go into it and so yeah because you know how it always has these tacky things outside and then when i first went inside i was like what the fuck (laughs) like how did i not know after that conversation with you i remember paul picked me up from church street that day i remember getting in the car and telling him i think i made a new friend oh that's so nice i know he brought me this book and it was just such a nice thing to do you know when something someone does such such a lovely unexpected gesture my heart just opened i knew we were going to be friends as well i know me too and it was such an important book in my life, which I still turn to, The Witch's so Book of good, Self-Care. It? Yeah, it's a really good one. so many pages um, folded. I wonder what the moon was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just remembered that. Vaccine. Getting in the car and being like, I've made a new friend. Oh, what did Paul say? <laughs> I think he made fun of me. New friend, new oh, friend. Oh, <laughs> like the in-betweeners. New yeah. friend. <laughs> Yeah, so check out what the moon's doing if you want to trigger new friendships or relationships. And during these first few phases of the moon cycle, it's always good to manifest and achieve and move forward. Then we hit full moon, which, as we know, has that reputation for being a bit watery and a bit dreamy. That stop sign in the moon cycle, I always see it as time for refining, reflecting, gratitude. And that works exactly the same with relationships as well. So I've noted here that full moon is the time for developing relationships. So it's taking that pause, seeing where you're at, 
seeing what you're grateful for, seeing what you're not grateful for, seeing where you're going. Just pause for thought, really. So um, reflecting, yeah, reflecting on your relationship very good time. Reflecting time. For instance, one of my things I think it's very easy to do in a relationship when you've been with someone for so long is to just take it for granted. Seeing how I had a quick chat pre-recording this about ex-boyfriends. And a quick it, rant. A you quick mean. rant, yeah. I think when you've been through bad relationships, when you're in a good one, you appreciate how good they are because you've had such a bad experience before. I always yeah. tell Paul, you're so lucky that my past boyfriends have been such dickheads because you, you come out smelling like roses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but then when you've been with someone for such a long time, it's very easy for that past to kind of not be forgotten, but not probably reflected on as much. And you take that person maybe for granted. So full moon is a really nice time maybe to write that list of what you're grateful for in relationship and what that person oh, does I love for that. you. Yeah. So, for instance, Michael cooks every night. Oh, and amazing. It's become just part of our routine. But I always remind myself that he doesn't have to do that. But that's something I'm really grateful for. The reason he cooks every night is because we want to eat and I can't cook at all. <laughs> if we want something edible and nice, then Michael has to do the cooking and I do the cleaning. But, you know, when you're in a routine and life's busy and you're you kind of work in nine till five and you get home and, Michael puts the pan on and he starts cooking. It's very easy to just get into that routine and forget how grateful you are for the things in your life. Same with friendships, same with family. My mum's another person that I'm just so grateful to have in my life. But because she's always there, sometimes it's just good to remind yourself that, you know, not everyone has their mum. Yeah. Full moon is a really lovely time to reflect on these things. Is it a good time to reflect on whether the relationship is what you want it to be? If it's still serving you or if there's anything that needs to be changed? That's more new moon. Is that more new moon? Yeah, I would say full moon's very emotional. So don't react on any of your emotions near full moon. More new moon. Good thing you told me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Could have fucked everything up. (laughs) Don't end relationships on full moon because you're already going to be a bit emotional anyway. But, you know, if you are feeling a little bit wobbly and a bit unhappy or a little bit like, where's this relationship going? And you're reflecting on, "Mm, I'm not. I'm more unhappy than I'm happy. That's a good question I ask myself a lot. Am I more unhappy than happy? Because no relationship's perfect. But if you ask yourself that question, it's probably a good indicator of if you're in the right one. Make a note of it journal and then wait until the next new moon. And it's on the next new moon. It's the time to react and do things because you're more focused especially when the moon's increasing in energy again in the start of the cycle that's the time for you to yeah thinking clearly which you're not on a full moon as we all know it's one of those times where you just go into a bit of a dreamy state but that dreamy state is perfect for meditating for things to pop up subconsciously that you didn't even think were there you know it's really good to tap into that full moon energy as much as the new moon one And then this is interesting, Dee, and I never thought of it like this, but the waning moon, so after full moon, the moon starts to decrease in size. The waning moon is solo time. So it's time to really focus on you and being on your own a little bit. Yeah, 
I never knew that I always thought Mm. painting was like closing and tying things up and I always knew it was a time for releasing stuff and um, you know we talk about waning crescent moon as being that time of surrender where you feel a bit empty and it's probably time to do self-care but we all need downtime especially if you live with your family or partner you need a bit of time on your own otherwise you lose your sense of self. So waning moon, the time between full moon and new moon when the moon decreases, is time to really use some solo time, me time. Dee likes to go into her office yeah. and have some time to herself. I like to go into my bedroom. It's my safe space, you know. It makes sense for that to be the solo time. It I does, guess. doesn't it? When I yeah. read this and when I was researching, I was like, yeah, that does make sense. Because you can feel a bit empty, a bit quiet. You're recharging as well because new moon's just around the corner when you're back up and running and focused. So use that time to just be on your own. Not completely. Don't shut your partner or family out. No, we're not advocating for like a week solid on your own. (laughs) No, but have some quiet reflection. Have some downtime. It's all right to have an early night. It's all right to not spend every minute of the day with each other. You know, it's good to have time apart. If you're living with someone and you're together 24-7, you can start to lose who you are, where you end and where they begin. So some time apart is always good. Now, I mentioned about noting when the moon is in particular signs as well. We did an episode on this in the first series, didn't we, Dee? It moves every two to two and a half days through the zodiac signs, Aries, Taurus. It travels quite quick. Can you guess what sign to look out for for the moon? Cancer? That harnesses relationships. You oh, think it would be cancer. Because I said cancer, cancer because it's ruled by the moon. Ruled by the moon. Relationships. Mm. See, cancer's a very emotional one and it's a very nurturing one, but it's also very close sign. So great yeah. for like, they always say once you've you've opened up a cancer and befriended a cancer you've got a friend for life but it's tapping onto that crabby shell and that can be hard for new relationships with cancer this is a more balanced airy open sign and it's libra okay so libra is the sign for relationships love and reflection on these parts of your life so if you're not sure when the moon enters libra we suggest you always, we have an app on our phone, don't we, Dee? Or you can visit our website as well and it will tell you what sign the moon's in. An app's always good to have on your phone. As a Check team. when the moon goes into Libra. It will only be in it for like two to two and a half days. And it may not be a full moon in Libra. It may not be a new moon. It may be one of the in-between phases. But when it's in that sign for those two and two and a half days, it's really giving off a good energy for relationships an air sign so very communicative I don't even know if communicative is a word but I practice pronouncing it especially for this (laughs) episode because we know I can't speak sometimes perfect sign for relationships whereas I see why you said cancer but cancer's so closed it's a water sign now I did read not long after writing this an article came out in a newspaper which I wanted to share with you about the zodiac signs which are most likely to cheat and the ones that are most likely to stay loyal. Um, Can we just say though that this is not an excuse for people of these zodiac signs to cheat? Not at all (laughs) and also this was in the Daily Mail, no offence to the Daily Mail but it didn't go into much detail and as we know your sun sign 
is not the only part of you. There are your moon signs and your Venus signs, which is the planet of love. There's loads more to your personality than just having your sun sign. So like Dee says, just if your sun sign is this, it doesn't mean that you are going to cheat because there's lots of more layers to you. But clearly someone somewhere has done a survey on the Daily Mail of the signs that are most likely to cheat. Mm -hmm. And Libra is statistically the most likely to cheat which really surprised me because it's a sign like I've just said of love and relationships yeah so not quite well, sure maybe how just that having works. too many too many relationships yeah um secondly followed by Gemini's because of their twin personality you know that yeah. kind of airy chatty two-sidedness mm-hmm. Gemini's the symbol of the twins but the most loyal signs day can you have a guess I'm gonna go for Taurus no you think so as well wouldn't you Mm because it's so grounded and secure but yeah Aries no oh so that's (laughs) that's not us then Hmm. well kind of Aquarius so that's Dee's moon sign what about Aquarians and Scorpios yeah and also Sagittarians are the most loyal signs now again I don't know where this data came from, but it was out in the paper last week. So I thought I'd give it a mention as we're talking about relationships. But Gemini is such a closed sign and you never really know. We do love that. She mentioned this story about Gemini's being calm on the surface and then their little duck legs paddling underneath. That's exactly Gemini. So I'm not quite sure how that's worked. But you know how like sailors have a girl in each port? Maybe Gemini's have a girl for each personality. (laughs) Oh, here's the stats as well. So Libra is 16% are likely to cheat of Libra. So it's a very low percentage. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas Scorpio is 3% likely to cheat. But I do think, Dee, that's just because the Scorpios didn't admit it because they're so closed. Or did they answer the survey correctly? That's what I'd like to know. But I thought I'd just give that a little mention. If you're Libra and listening to this, there's no justification to go out and cheat. You can't be like, oh, Daily Mail said I could. No. Yeah, a little bit of Daily Mail trivia for you there. But just because if you're not a Libra, that doesn't mean you can't tap into the Libra energy. And we talk about this in series one, that when the moon travels through these zodiac signs, the moon gives off the energy of a Libra. So you will feel the Libra energy emotionally. So look out for, we mentioned new moon is the trigger for change. New moon enters the sign of Libra around the month of October. So add that to your diary. Again, you can check on our website. Good for manifesting change in your relationships. Mm. And full moon in Libra will be around the time of April, the spring. And that's the time to show gratitude and reflect on relationships. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about your compatibilities, which I always loved. (laughs) I grabbed the Cosmo. I, when I was younger, and I used to love reading, you know, when they did the New Year special of is yes. your sign compatible with his and what's your love sign for this year? What's it going to tell you in your horoscope? There's so many different layers to signs. Like we have our moon signs, our sun sign, Venus. Everyone's different. So it's not set in stone. I've got so bad now that I do look up people's sun and moon signs just to see what kind of person they are and if they're compatible. I'm a bit judgy. I'm a bit zodiac judgy. Okay, so your sun sign, the sign when you're born, the one we're all familiar with, even if you're not into your horoscopes, most people know their sun sign. Sun is a masculine energy. 
your sun sign will give off your outer personality, the thing you project to people. So your sun sign is also what you would read in your newspaper or magazine. That's always your sun sign, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And it represents in terms of relationships, your compatibility is important for practicality and how you work together externally. In particular, if your sun signs are compatible, it's good if you live together, have a family together, you know, the long-term relationship goals. It's important that you have that practicality together. Now, I've noted here that sometimes opposite sun signs do attract. For instance, Leo and Scorpio are opposite signs. Because if they're opposite, it can bring out different challenges within you. I mentioned before, my moon sign is Virgo, so I'm super tidy, super organized, have to have a to-do list. My opposite to that is Pisces, which is more dreamy, creative, goes with the flow. Now, having Pisces in my life, I look up to because I do aspire to be a bit more relaxed. They bring out that challenge within me. We're going to do an episode on shadow work and archetypes, personality archetypes later. And there, there you would think that having the opposite archetype as your partner or close friend or whatever would cause problems. But actually, that's ideal because actually you would have more difficulty maintaining a relationship with someone who's closer to you. I've noted here, it depends where you are in your life as well. So opposites attract. We know this. We talked in one of our episodes as well about twin flames, which really bring out challenges emotionally and soul progression. But, and here's the big but, if you're looking, the big but, if you're looking for long-term relationships, then your moon signs need to be compatible. Mm. We talked about in our first series, moon signs are the position of the moon in the zodiac when you're born. And we talked about the moon being your emotional response, your soul. And so it's a given if you put those things together, your emotional response needs to be the same as your partner's for you to be compatible in a long term relationship. Because if you're upset with something and they're not understanding why, it's very hard to have that long term closeness on an emotional level. So moon signs tend to be not opposites. They need to be in the same group. You know, we talk about we have fire, water, air and earth. Signs which are in the fire element are compatible with each other. So Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Mm. I just mentioned Aries and Sagittarius, similar signs that drive each other. But also because they're both fire signs, they both have the same goals and values. So moon sign compatibility is important with that. Earth signs, compatibility, Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn. Security, your inner values, you know, that needs for balance and stability in your life to feel the earth under your feet, I like to say. Again, emotionally, if your moon sign is a Taurus and you're with someone who's maybe moon sign is a water sign, you may find your emotional values are slightly different and there could be challenges there. Yeah, I think it's important also at this point to say that, say you do your compatibility chart between you know went online and found out for you and your crush or you and your partner or whatever if you're you're supposedly not compatible that's not to say that you shouldn't pursue that relationship or dump your partner it's just no in a relationship where it's going to end up but you never know if this is a challenge for you in your life to bring out another aspect you might want to be aware of those issues you might have communication issues you might But I mean, so many other things play a part, don't they? Like your 
people's relationship experience, the way they've been brought up, the way their parents taught them about relationships, et cetera, et cetera. So not a reason not to not go ahead story. or not. It's just like almost like a little bit of a guide of where you might have some obstacles that you want to pay attention to and resolve. Check out your partners or your family or your friends, moon and sun signs to try and get more of an understanding of them and their values and where they're at. Just to say also, so the air signs are really compatible, Gemini, Libra and Aquarius. If your moon sign matches, you've got the values of communication and journaling and gathering information. And finally, the water signs, so Pisces, Cancer and Scorpio, those adaptable, creative and dreamy signs. Now, I checked Michael's and mine, <laughs> and his moon sign is Taurus, and mine is Virgo, so we're both at Earth. Can I just say, how funny though, because your partner's moon sign is your sun sign? Yeah, that's and right. And it's the same with me? Yes. And Paul, which I think also helps, I like to tell myself, increase our compatibility a bit, because we both have a little bit of Aries in us. My sun sign is Taurus, my outer personality and goals matches Michael's moon sign of his emotions. So if he as is having a Taurus moment and feeling quite emotional maybe to do with his job or security or the house I can understand that and help guide through that on a less emotional level more from a communicative level just because your sun or your moon signs don't match have a look at the whole chart and see where your compatibility is and you might find that other layers work for you we're both ascending signs of Scorpio as well we both have the same ascending signs So there's always going to be parts where your chart meets. I should also just say that you can go on our website and do your birth chart if you don't know your moon sign or all your other signs. So the last bit I want to finish on to talk about relationships and how you can harness the moon's energy and try and gather more of an understanding of how the moon works and can influence us is I put here moonology horoscope. Now, we've talked about moon wishes before. And if you're one of our moon members, you'll have these moon wishes given to you every month. But we like to call these mini moon horoscopes. Now, you're all familiar with the horoscope you read in the newspaper. Maybe it's a monthly one or a yearly one. They talk about your sun sign. We mentioned you look it up in the paper or the Cosmo magazine. But there is also the moon horoscope as well, which taps into the movement of the moon and what house the moon is compared to your sun sign. Basically a monthly horoscope based on what the moon is up to specific to your sun sign. That's right yeah so you can look up your sun sign and then you find out what house the moon is in for your specific sign. So if you look up your birth chart you will see there's like a big scare and we will do an episode on birth charts and I'll do it really briefly. There's a big scary circle that's divided into triangles. There's 12 triangles in this circle and each one of those triangles is called a house. And the moon moves through these houses and depending on your sign will depend on where the moon is in your houses on your birth chart. And the house that we're looking for is the seventh house because the seventh house is the one that represents relationships, partners, marriage, contracts. So relationships in the broadest sense of the word. Yes, exactly. They're also contracts, business contracts, house contracts, any joining of stuff basically is to do with the seventh house. So you need to look out for when the moon is in the seventh house. 
in particular when the new moon is in your seventh house, because we mentioned the new moon being the time for manifesting change, setting your goals and intentions. Join that up for when the moon is in your seventh house. Perfect for setting your new moon wishes on the subject or theme of love, relationships, contracts, marriage, family, etc, etc. So I've made a quick list here. Everyone get their pen and their diaries ready so you know which new moon is for you. If you are star sign or sun sign Aries, the new moon will be in the seventh house in October. So the October-ish new moon is when you set your relationships. Yeah, yeah. So new moon changes every day and it may fall. New moon sometimes can fall at the beginning of one month to the end of the other, but it's always around October-ish. So that new moon in October, Aries people, that's when you set your new moon wishes on relationships because it's in your seventh house, which is the theme of relationships. Taurus will be November, Gemini, December. Cancer, January, Leo, February, Virgo, March, Libra, April, Scorpio will be May, Sagittarius, June, Capricorn will be July, Aquarius will be in August and Pisces will be in September. Now, when you look up, sorry to be confusing, when you look up the new moon, for instance, you will look up the new moon for Aries in October and it will be new moon in Libra for you but Taurians when you look up the new moon in November it'll be a new moon in Scorpio so the moon is in Scorpio it's in the sign of Scorpio but for you it's in the seventh house and that's where astrology gets complicated Mm -hmm. which means that although it's a Scorpio energy it's in your seventh house so the subject should be around your wishes or intentions should be around relationships and if that is a bit too complicated for you you can always join our monthly moon membership and we will make sure you have access to your specific moon wishes each month exactly Um, we do we do your moon horoscope for you so you will see when your relationship one pops up but always good to note in the diary i think the new moon wishes i believe are really powerful that sort of power of thought isn't it of um, manifesting what you want and going for what you want to achieve and there's no better time than new moon to do that especially when it's in the seventh house well that's everything for the moon and relationships with a little bit of astrology in there too hope you've enjoyed yeah check out our season one if you want to freshen up on the moon and its phases it ties in very well with this episode it's felt really nice to talk about the moon again I've missed chatting about it yeah yeah and I've learned so much by researching this episode I've got lots of things jotted in my diary now to kind of manifest around relationships and working with the moon to achieve what you want I'd love to know people's moon stories and their relationships they've used the moon to harness relationships or they have any stories around this subject like give us a shout out we'd love to hear if you've used the moon's energy or if anything's happened to you around the moon I think films have got it wrong Dee because when they see when you see the full moon and it's all romantic and you're going on the date we've just learned that new moon is actually the time for new relationships just a little aside a little side moon story there's some seasons of Australian Survivor on Amazon Prime and I was watching the first episode of one and they were saying oh look the waves are getting really high because it's a full moon and I was like "Mm." (laughs) the waves actually got so high that it it swamped their um, camp 
we know this from the river though don't we it flooded again on new moon and full moon the river where we are the Thames just goes crazy cars get stuck in the water people don't learn do they and they know when it's coming yeah the moon's very powerful yeah our next episode is about tarot is it tarot day yeah are you excited excited. Mm -hmm. I am this is something that pops up into my life a lot but I know very little about so be good to learn yeah thanks for listening everyone take care we'll see you soon see you next time bye if you enjoyed that and you want more from us why don't you head over to our patreon page patreon.com forward slash we knew the moon and check out some bonus content also if you want to stay up to date you can follow us on our facebook page at we.new.the.moon if you could leave us a review on our facebook page that would mean a lot our instagram handle is the same as our facebook at we.new.the.moon we are on twitter at we knew the moon one and we are also on pinterest just search for we knew the moon Finally, if you want lots more fun, moon info and all things spiritual, plus our lovely shop, please visit our website, renewthemoon.co.uk. Bye.